Hello, welcome to Boss Women, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie and this is my mum, Karen. we got on the podcast this week, Mother? Uh, we have the absolute wonderful, uh, talented uh, friend of the Gilded Balloon and best my friend. best yeah. friend, uh, the wonderful Kath Mainland. Hello. Kath Mainland was the general manager of Assembly uh, and worked with Unique Events, uh, doing Hogmanay, director of the book festival and the CEO of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And what she did for the Fringe was amazing because it was going through quite a rough patch and along she came and <laughs> saved yeah. it. Rough patch um, is a wee understatement, I would say. And handed it on she to Shona McCarthy. Yeah, and she handed it on to Shona McCarthy in a very healthy state. And now, unfortunately, we lost her to... Australia! She is now the CEO, I think is the term, of the Melbourne International Festival and have been there two years? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And we miss her dreadfully in Edinburgh. And the thing is, uh, with her partner Ray, and they now have a dog in (laughs) Australia. It's very serious in Melbourne. (laughs) So it kind of means that they might have have gone for a long time, maybe good, I hope not. Oh, However, you never. come back every year. Come back. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> not at all. This is um, not very not uh, f- as formal as we're making it out to be. I feel like I'm already bored. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I was in a little chat with some company <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the I kind of wanted to get your background. Why I mean, do you want to? And, and the, other thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the other thing that is amazing is you have an MBE. No. I have a CBE. C- a CBE! <laughs> <laughs> She's, She's a commander. She's a commander. Which was amazing. And your last year at the festival at the Fringe. Yeah. You got an MBE and CBE. CBE, <laughs> for heaven's sake. Second very la- much. Second last year, but anyway. Very much deserved. Second last year and went to the palace. Went to and, the palace. Uh, I was going to say met the Queen, but you didn't. It wasn't, it was the Duke of Cambridge. How did all that come about? Somebody nominated you, is that how it works? I don't works? really know how it works. I think you get nominated. Yeah. It was for services to culture in Scotland. Yeah. And I... Um, I'm very proud of it because I think it's not a thing that people at the fringe yeah. really get. Susan Proven, Susan Proven is another amazing woman in yeah. comedy who runs the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah. Just got an AO in the honours list. In. And an AO is well, it's the sort of equivalent in order. Isn't yeah, it? so order. the AO is the is the equivalent, I think, of the CBE, and it's this, and I feel the same for her. There, it's a really great recognition of the industry. Exactly. You know, yeah. people, you know, international festivals, and you know. Um, Jonathan Mills was, you know, got a knighthood at the yeah. festival, and I think that's really great and really, really deserved, obviously. Of course, yeah. But I think it's really great when, when the fringe or the comedy industry is also recognised. Exactly, you know, as being definitely because we're always. And what? So I'm proud of it for the fringe, really, as much mm-hmm. as for myself. Yeah, I know it's a wonderful honour, and I will. I, I'm terrible that I'm saying it's MBE. Of course, it's a commander. What's better? MBE. It's a commander. It's just the oh. one. 
below a damehood. Yeah, yeah. So I met Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, did you? Very nice. Yeah. It was very exciting and it was very like. um, Was he becoming a sir? He was becoming a sir and um, he was so lovely. And we met lots of other people who didn't even know what he did. Somebody said, What do you do? What have you done? Yeah. What's yours for? (laughs) He was so lovely, he said, I'm an actor. Oh, they didn't. They didn't understatement. Oh my god. (laughs) They didn't know who he was. Oh my uh, goodness. Well, because it was some, you know, just a very lovely person who works in a completely different industry in a different, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought it was very nice. So, tell so us, yeah, would you like to I ask like This is going very well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us your background. Tell us why did you get, how did you get into the arts industry in the first place? Okay, go. <laughs> so, I grew up in Orkney, mm-hmm. which is an island in the North Sea. Yes. Um, lovely, lovely place. Um, and my mum and dad dad is a very good fiddle player he's yeah. a Scottish fiddle player amateur but really good um, and they love the arts they, they, dad plays the fiddle but they, you know, he, he was an engineer he's retired now he was an engineer mum was a teacher mm-hmm. but they love the arts so and Orkney is you know it's got great it's got a great folk festival it's got a great festival in the summer called the St Magnus Festival Peter Maxwell Davis was, um, was founded was the patron of mm-hmm. and lots of people when I grew up in the 70s, all the big companies in Scotland still toured. So, you know, Scottish Opera, um, Scottish Ballet. And they came to Orkney. Wildcat, 784, all those people, they just toured. Well, people did tour in those days. They were funded yes. to tour. It was great. And so we, so there was a lot happening in Orkney. Mm. And mum and dad just took us, me and my sister, they just took us to see everything. Yeah. And, and people are still like that in Orkney, actually. I think, you know, it's so... People are so chuffed if anyone has made the effort to get there that, that you know, yeah. selling tickets isn't really an issue because yeah, people yeah. are really pleased that there's something there, even if it's maybe not something that they were necessarily fond of. Yeah. So we just so we just went to lots of stuff and we you know remember mainly music. Mainly music, but bits but theatre. Like I really remember I saw um, Terry Neeson in a in a Wildcat show. When I was at like in school, they came to the school. And it was it was astonishing. Mm. It's about a, it was about a woman living in a housing estate, and I can't actually remember much about it. But I had this real vision of her, about this woman with a baby in a housing estate, just having this awful life. And remember, just yeah. thinking, oh my god, that's such a so miles away from our life, and yeah. what an amazing performance. And so you know, so it was. I think just the access to. Um, just seeing things when you're young, you know. I think we should. It's why it's important that kids go to see things. It's yeah. why it's important that school introduces children to the arts because once mm-hmm. you because you once you get it, you get it. You know, once you. Yeah. But it's difficult. I think you know, like it's like anything. If you haven't done it when you're a child, it's difficult to pick up a habit later mm-hmm. in life. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I played the piano. I thought I was. I went to university. I thought I would study music. My piano teacher, Jean Leonard, who's an amazing woman, said, don't be ridiculous, you're not good enough. (laughs) No, she was right. (laughs) I know, but that's still not nice. So I did music um, for a year, and then I did English instead at university in Glasgow, Mm -hmm. and then I didn't know what to do. But then you went into accounts. I know, well, I didn't really know what to do, (laughs) and I didn't want to be a teacher. It's had an English degree, you know, and and, in these days, in those days, there there weren't any arts management courses or, yeah. like, it's not a thing you just studied you know it didn't exist I know, so I'm still suspicious of arts management courses yeah, me too. anyway because me too actually just do it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah. events management and well and, and when I was at the fringe we used to always get placements when they were when those courses started happening yeah and we kind of used to say this sounds terrible but in the in the first days of those courses we would yeah. say that anyone who finished them probably wasn't that good because anyone yeah. who was really good did a placement and then got a job I know I exactly. never finished it I just don't really understand how you can do theory on those kind of things when it's all 
you know, practical. Not practical, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. well, you know, so is, so is medicine. I'm sure there is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually what you sure. did was very practical. Anyway, so I went and did a postgraduate degree in accounting. <laughs> That's yeah. a great thing to yeah. do, though. but it was good. Yeah, and it's funny. I don't really think about it I very much, really but people that. still you should or something businessy. Yeah. People still like there's still a thing occasionally. You know, people will say, "Oh yeah, well you've got a you know you've got an accounting qualification." Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, and then but was that just a year? So it was just a year. That was at Strathclyde. Mm-hmm. Then I joined the fringe, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. So so by the end of the year that I graduated, would have graduated, you know, whatever, you know, June, July, whenever whenever graduation is, and at the, by the end of that year, I got a job at the fringe as an admin assistant. Oh really? The, the so you were in a, yeah. it was an office job. You didn't do any of the yeah, front was, house year yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, I was admin assistant at assembly. No, no, at the no, fringe. At the oh, fringe. At the fringe. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, because I was, I was. <laughs> She's I had out. the gilded balloon then, and yeah. And uh, there was. That's when we all made. You were very a speck. Little. Yeah. You were more than a speck. A bruiser. 1991, that's when I started working at the fringe. Mm. How old were you then? Three. Three. Yeah, that's right. So I had the counting <laughs> house then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Goodness, yeah, that's, that's right. right. I had the counting house. And did you just have the best friend ever? Yeah, I had the best friend ever. ever. And I didn't. This is terrible. I didn't really know much about the fringe. I hadn't never been. It's terrible. Yeah, we're it's not terrible. It's no, we're in Glasgow. We never even, you know, studied. I know, yeah. Never even came. Anyway, came through. Just loved it, and it was smaller then, but mm. it was still massive. But there's something about the scale of the fringe that you can't, you know, you can't comprehend it once it gets past a certain size. So yeah, that, it, it I think was, it was like 800 companies. Yeah, so yeah. I think, oh my god, that's tiny compared to today. But it's still. And what do you think it is today? Oh, it's companies three, three and a half thousand or yeah, four thousand yeah. or something. Yeah, it was 3,400 3, my last year, so it'll be bigger. Yeah, yes, it's, it's about 4,000. But kind of, when you want, you know, but the kind of thing about 800 shows or 3,000 shows, you can't see 800 shows. You no, know? so it still feels big. And it was very, but it was so, you know, there was no technology. God, it was... It was That's what I don't understand. How on earth well, did it you wouldn't, do it? Well, it wouldn't have got this big without the internet. Yeah. It just wouldn't have done it. I mean, we, oh my God. We, How did you do it? We, we did everything manually. We did it all manually. And People used to, we, we'd print copy forms. Yeah, and we would post them to people, or they could come and pick them up, and yeah. then they handed them in with a check. Yeah, remember that? Remember <laughs> checks with a postal order. Yeah, yeah. And um, we used to we put them in a box, and sort them out. There were only five of us there in those days. Um, some really amazing women who are still around and still in the arts, working in the arts, mostly still in the arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith, you know, lovely Faith, who was at festival Faith Little. for a long time, also directed book festival. Yeah. Um, she was there in those days. Laura Mackenzie Stewart used to run her box office. She's at Who's with she's Creative Scotland. Scotland now. Anyway, so, and then we would have to key them with these two big data general computers. Jean Dixon was there, she used to manage it for us. <laughs> um, and they were like massive, big, clunky, you know, black with green screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were two of them, and we used to key in the fringe programme on those two computers from the forms. And they weren't like word processors, so you'd get little codes, like if you wanted it to come out in italics, there was a little code that you'd put in the Yeah, it was you know, like, it's like matrix. Yeah, style, yeah, yeah. And, and then you hit send when you'd finished. And if you hit send at the same time as the other person, one of them would get lost, but you wouldn't work out which one till the end of the day. <laughs> oh no! So oh, we had no. this thing that where you're keying in before you hit send, you had to say, you said happy, and if the <laughs> other person wasn't going to hit send, they said happy. Yeah. But sometimes we weren't happy. Because <laughs> we were sitting in the basement keying and, you know, you had yeah. to So we'd be clipping away to and happy, happy! <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy! <laughs> 
and you wouldn't see what you'd done until the end of the day and it would print, print it all out and oh my god it was god it's yeah it's crazy and now it's all done by now it's all done on the on the computers but even by the clouds and stuff like that yeah was, I mean we had a we did have a box office the, I think 92 was the first year that we had a computer box office uh huh Year, um, the year before what you used to do before though yeah. you remember this kind of the, the days before that you would, you would print your own tickets fringe companies had to print their tickets that's right yeah, and you we would tell them the company to use and we would tell them the specification and they were like in three parts so there was a part for the or four parts so it was a part for the customer a part for the venue and a part from the fringe okay on the tickets so you would on the tickets yes there were like three, three, three different stubs so we yeah. would keep one stub in the book and then you'd get two stubs with your ticket yeah. and then so that <clears throat> the venue would keep one and the person would keep one yeah and we had all these pigeonholes in the back of the box office because we had pigeonholes too for all our yeah and we would tell everybody to use like they had to print them at the same place and get them to this they were all the same size mm-hmm. so that they fitted into the pigeonhole and then they were all there in alphabetical order and then oh, we would believe it we like a different I know it's like the Victorian times. It <laughs> we had to phone changed. up half an hour before mm-hmm. to find out how many tickets they'd sold so that yeah. we could put more on sale if yeah, you know if they right. hadn't sold. Oh, out. No, I need to come get the book. That's the that's right. You'd send yeah. someone to the fringe office after a certain cut-off point to get the books that weren't to get the tickets that weren't sold. Honestly, it was it was it's archaic. Right. So, yeah. And then we um, that's mad. But it was amazing. Like it worked really well. Actually, yeah. like it functioned, which was amazing. And then we had these two women, two old women whose names I can't remember. That's terrible. We used to sit in the back of the office smoking, cutting the stubs. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did, they cutting the money in the stubs. <laughs> yeah, um, everybody smoked in those stubs. And actually, yes. in the nineties, in, yeah, yeah. in the in the 90s, I remember um, journalists saying, "Oh, uh, do you think the fringe can get any bigger? Well, oh, yeah. it can't get any bigger. It's so huge, yeah, you know." It's, and yeah, it's funny. All those things, you know. I, I, when I went back to the fringe, and then that was so I was there until ninety six, and then I went back in two thousand and nine. And yeah, it's funny, they just seen the same things, you know, and we did a, we were clearing out the basement, you know, the archive, and we found like old news things and old AGM minutes and things, it's the same thing, it's like, oh, it's too big, it's too commercial, there's too much comedy. Yeah. Why isn't it in Leith? Why isn't yeah, it, yeah. why doesn't it come from Glasgow? Like, it's, it was really funny how it's just all... That's right. It's the same, it's the same, same story. Same yeah. story. Uh, so then, after being admin, admin, how many and years then, did you do? Then, 1992, it's going to be a long <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I was there for five years. You um, went to assembly after and then that. I went to assembly was that a full-time job for five years? Mm-hmm. Admin, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were five of us full-time. Yeah. There were more of us in the summer, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I left and... Um, Actually, I was going to go to got a job. I was going to go to London and get a job. I was going to work with Glynis. Oh, in Glynis London, Anderson, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I met a boy, <laughs> so I didn't go. That turned out to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Except I didn't because I went to stage here, and I did. I yeah. actually didn't go to assembly first. I went to um, I went to Unique. Yeah. Because uh, Rab Randall, lovely Rab Randall, who had been our production manager at the Fringe Club, we okay. used to run the TV at this building at the Fringe Club yeah and that's from, right and Rob was the production manager and he was going to Unique to be the production manager at Hogmanay for the first time and he said oh, you, should do, you should come too come and be the production assistant mm-hmm. so I did that yeah and then so for years eight years I think I did that in the winter and then I was general manager at Assembly in the summer yeah and laterally I guess I sort of did them both all the time mm-hmm. the first time I did it I would literally do three months at Unique and you know, nine months at almost seven. Yeah, yeah. And these were those were that was great. Those were like they were, were nightmares. They were golden years. They were night, you know, nightmares. <coughs> in lots and lots of ways, you know. 
but yeah, but best jobs ever. Yeah, must best be. people. Best it's going from a very full on uh, festival to another full on yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah, and do you mean you? It's the same here, like like venues. People are like it's a family. Mm. You know, people work so hard. It's yeah. a nightmare. There's never enough for money or time. Or, yeah, but they're but you know, some of my best that. friends in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. are, 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 are people that I, that I met when I did those jobs. Yeah. So how long was that then? Eight Before, years, I think. Eight years. And then yep. was it the book festival? And then, I, and then I left in 2000. Did you, were you looking for something no, outside I've never, of a fringe? Or? No, I've never really, I've never really looked for a job. Mm. Um, you've been headhunted. No, I don't mean that. I know that's what it sounded like. I don't mean that. Like I, I, I left the fringe the first time I needed to leave I'd done five years it was and yeah. I'd done different jobs there I kind of moved up a little bit but I sure. I wanted to be more um, I don't know I wanted to be more hands on with actual you know shows yeah because like, like, it's very right admin from it, yeah. and then <clears throat> and then I, and I did, yeah so I, 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 I it was more that I decided I had to leave rather than want to do something else sure and then yeah I didn't really want to leave assembly or company, mm-hmm. but I went. Um, Catherine Lockerbie, who was the artistic director of the book festival, came and yeah, she said you need to apply for this. You need to apply for this job, the book festival. So I did, and I kind of thought, you know, I need to. I've done eight years, and I loved it, but it's also it's knackering. You know, it's tiring. Yeah, and and the book festival is a completely different. The book festival was a totally different thing. I hadn't, you know, I liked the idea of 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 it. I mean, it's great. It's an amazing festival too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you read a lot. Seemed I read a lot. And yeah, you got yeah, you were yeah. passionate about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what everyone used to say on, yeah, on the TVs. Have a passion for books, <laughs> lifelong love of literature. Yeah, yeah sure. So I did that for a little while, and it was funny because I did think about the Fringe, and then um, Paul Gudgeon, who'd been at the Fringe for um, a long time, he was the director because mm-hmm. it was director in those days. Um, and he left just after I'd been at the book festival for a year and everyone said, oh, you need to apply for that job. And I said, I don't want to. Mm. I've only been at the book festival for two, I think, two, yeah, two years, years maybe. And I hadn't done enough for learned learn enough. Or, you know. And so I did. And I thought, oh, well, that's, well, somebody else will get it and they'll do it for a while. And so I probably won't do it. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the, the next director didn't. Do that long, and so it came up again after 2008. So I and so I applied for it then. But so how long was that? At? So I was. Oh, I'm getting confused. When did you? So start I, went, I, I went to the book festival in 2005. Yeah. Yeah, I think 2004 was my last festival assembly. Mm-hmm. And then so I did five, six, seven, eight. So I did four years. Of the yeah. Festival. Yeah. But and then went to the French. Did you learn a lot from doing the book festival mm-hmm. because it's a different beast? Yeah, it's a totally different beast. I mean, it's and a funded I, company, isn't it? So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's public, publicly funded, yeah. or more. I mean, not entirely. God, I mean, it's it's learned about. I learned quite a lot about publishing. Yeah. Because of course, it relies. I mean, it relies very heavily on the publishing industry, and that, that was a thing I didn't know anything about. Yeah. So I really enjoyed like getting to know more about that. Mm-hmm. It's got a massive book sales operation, which is a whole other world. Yeah, yeah. And then I think you know, still, still there now. We used to. I think the children's bookshop that we had at the book at the book festival was the biggest independent children's bookshop in the country. Even though it was only there for the festival, like, really, like loads of <coughs> loads and loads of books. So things became different. Like there was lots of front of house, and there was lots of box office, and there was site and venues. So yeah, that was really normal, and we knew all about that. And, yeah, but publishing was completely different. Books, like, we didn't really, we didn't run our own bars. There are bars, but we didn't run them ourselves. Other people ran them. Yeah, but we sold the books ourselves. So it's like it's just learning about different things. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, I loved it. It's a beautiful festival. Yeah. 
And the fringe was in crisis. And then the fringe was in a bit of a bit of a bit of a mess. Was this all to do with the ticketing system? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there had been a there had been an unsuccessful implementation of a new ticketing system. Yeah, very in well put. Thank you very much. In two thousand eight, which um, had was almost disastrous for the fringe, almost yeah. disastrous for the fringe, um, for, and for everyone in it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. for everyone, for everyone in it. Yeah. it was terrible, terrible. Um, and so, when, big, I mean, Karen, you remember that was really. It was it so was, dis- so distressing. Um, because the box office, um, the, the the problem is that the system that they used to have, you know, the old mm. archaic system, mm. they had to move on because yeah. it was growing. Yeah, so right. they had to develop something new. Yeah. But the people that they had chosen to develop it. The, it was wasn't fit for purpose, mm-hmm. and actually we knew that the, the system that we are using now was the one yeah, that could yeah, yeah. well, and, with and, it. and that's and that's what happened in that year. And that's why it didn't actually, you know, in the, in the end it was very very difficult, and the French society lost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but in the, the reason it wasn't in the end disastrous for everybody was because Red Sixty One, who are the company who now do the ticketing. And who you were using, we were using yeah. at assembly. The, the, the that's right. Some venues that were already using that system stepped in with, with their system. Yeah. And kind of saved the deal a little was bit. Was that a you decision? Were you there by no. that point? That was no, what no, happened. No, no, that all happened in 2008. Okay. And then. Um, but it was a long climb back up. Oh, yeah. Well, why yeah, did. Yeah. What, like, was it not terrifying going into that job when it had, had sure. a really bad year? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But. Um, <coughs> well, kind of not in some ways because you couldn't do any worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and people used to used to ask me about that. I mean, I, I the thing I the thing I find you know, and I, and I find it being back now, mm. you know, not being in the job, but being you know being back here watching you know, watching the festival and being at the festivals. I really, I really love love the fringe. You know, it's like it's got a very special mm-hmm. thing for me, even though I'm not directly involved in it anymore. And yeah. So I was like, I've got to give it a go, and I was like, what if nobody else does it? Like, what if, uh, they, don't, what if they don't get any, What if nobody else wants it because it's a disaster? And then nobody will do it, and it'll never be fixed. No, it'll never be awful. You uh, know? So I so was like, yeah, bit, but yeah, yeah. But also, there is a bit of well, it's really obvious what you need to do. Like, yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, your experience told yeah. you that. You yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you need to it. fix the system. You need to find some money. You need to, you know, you need to build. Yeah. A, you need to build a load of relationships with a load of people in the city who have. Yeah. Who have become, and the and the, you know, there's some the some council came in and helped, didn't they? Yeah, council, the council helped. Um, I mean, actually, there was a there was a, a package that the that the the government, Great Scotland and the city, put together. And actually, it wasn't a lot of money in the end. But the um, there was a, a loan. The council loaned us money mm-hmm. twice to get us through the cash flow because yeah, know, that all festival businesses cash flow is. Really yes, I think we know all about that. You will know about that. So yeah, they so they helped, and I think I guess that was the other reason why it wasn't so terrifying to in the job because there was a lot of will, a lot of, there was a lot of will for the festival to mm-hmm. get over that yeah. part. You know, nobody wanted to see it. Nobody wanted to see it go down. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. And so you think, well, if there's will, if there's good will towards it, no matter what's happened. If everybody really wants it to still survive, yeah, well, yeah, then that's can. easier than than of you know. Course. Than if people were going, well, that's it. It should be. It should just be stopped. Then nobody, yeah. nobody was saying that. Everybody yeah. was saying, no, no, we've just got to, we've got to get this. What's thing. the story going around that it's got too big? It's got too big. Is that how journalists and stuff are reporting on it, or was it just no. you know a malfunction? Oh no, no, it's all. It was about. Because I imagine. I mean, just talking before about how 
journalists all latched on to how it was getting too big, getting too big. I imagine mm. they would find any excuse to oh, say they, that. Oh, they said a lot of things that weren't that weren't positive, weren't, that weren't positive but they weren't. Yeah. But I don't think they. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was, no, it was funny. Expanding too quickly. Well, you're, that's interesting, Katie. You're absolutely right. You would think that I don't think anyone ever did make the connection of the scale of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's an operation that needed to be really big. Yeah. But um, yeah. But there was oh my god, there was so much press about it. I remember later on, I was in New York and I, I was you know with, when I was working for the Fringe as mm-hmm. CEO, and we were in New York and we were you know spricking the Fringe and talking to journalists and you know talking about it. And I went to see the editor the, or the one of the arts editors at the New York Times, and they were like, well, we would you know we would cover it, we do cover it a little bit, but it's like you know it's kind of difficult because we've got to find an angle, you know. It's like I've got to be a new thing, and and then she said like the box office thing, we wrote about that, oh, you know. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> How did you find it when, because when you became CEO, well, probably when you became book festival director as well, all these events that you have to go and speak about the fringe and, you know, talk to mm. very important people. Did you like that aspect of the job or did you? No, I didn't yeah. really like that aspect That's of the job. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. And I didn't do very much of it, like at the at the book festival, because Catherine was the, the, the artistic director. Oh, sure, and, sure. and a very good and speaker. And she's an incredible speaker. Mm-hmm. She is. And, but she was also the spokesperson. It wasn't in my job. So yes, I spoke a lot. Good. So I spoke a lot in, you know, closed, behind closed doors to, to politicians or government and those kind of things. But pub, I didn't really do anything publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a it was the part of the fringe job. It was just, no, that's, that I, terrified me. I yeah, remember when you started and you were absolutely terrified and you went to get some sort of training, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did media training. Yeah, that's good. Me. Oh, no, me and Neil, who's the head of external affairs, we did some, we did some media training. Oh, no, I was absolutely terrified. Mm. The night before, the first... Um, so this is good for you to know, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> so the night before the first programme launch, which is a big, you know, big programme launch, big speech, I was absolutely shitting <coughs> myself. Yeah. Maid Ray, you know, we, like, I wouldn't, didn't go to sleep. I made Ray set up. And Ray is, is her partner. And Ray's my partner. Yeah. He was just this random guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, I made him set up and I just like, I, I just, like I said it over and over and over and really? over and over again. Yeah. And, and did like, you, but had you written your speech? Did you have yeah. any help writing your no, speech? No, no, I'd written it. Like yeah, I'd written it. And that didn't, I didn't mind that the writing yeah. the, the yeah, idea of writing it I quite enjoyed but I, yeah just wrote again and again and again and again and mm. I was like it's fine it's fine go to bed yeah yeah it's more important that you're find that when knackered. you say it, yeah when you say it over and over again you lose a bit of passion and and emphasis in it because you find it boring I think but no, it's like think, a balance I don't think so. you do I think I think there's a, I think and I got quite good at it I think yeah and, you, did. And, you did and I certainly stopped being that terrified of it you know yeah. I remember like later going oh my god I haven't even oh, I, need to, I need to read this <clears throat> like the, probably by the last one yeah. I think I think it's different I think it's important um, there are different kinds of occasions and you and how you speak in public um Kind of depends what the occasion is. Like there was something like I always read my speech at the fringe program yeah. launch yeah. because I thought there were some things that's really important to see and it's important that you get them right. And I don't want to forget them. I don't want to you know exactly. And and so actually how you deliver it is less important than what you see. Where there are other things where actually is it yeah it's about how yeah. friendly you are or how yeah. compelling you are or how passionate you yeah. sound is yeah. more important than if you actually get the right words. Either, you know. So yeah, I think sure. it depends. I think it depends on. What you're trying to see, yeah, and also, well, and also who the audience, also what the kind of audience, yeah, yeah, Because exactly. kind of, also the fringe program, one of the things we did, um, we did them the first few years, we did them in the in the um, conference center, and then after that, we did them in the lovely, um, lovely, continues, um, what you call it, under the galleries. Oh yes, some of the, mm. yeah, that, that place. Continues. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, 
and we saw and we did them in the morning. They were like they would, and we were it's because we were trying to appear, you know, um, responsible and grown up and, mm-hmm. and completely in control after what happened. Sure. Eight, we're like, no, no, this is a grown up organisation. Yeah. It's grown professionally. You should take it seriously. It's not a party at night. This is yeah. Nine, this is nine o'clock in the morning. We've got some important things to tell you about. The yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so for, so for those reasons, yeah, you need to read that. Yeah, That's yeah. a speech that you need to read. Whereas actually, if you're standing up and it's, you know. Evening and it's a reception and you know, yeah yeah it's, it's, a different, it's a different vibe, kind of vibe yeah. yeah but then you left just before the seventieth anniversary mm-hmm. and all the parties <laughs> no you you had the seventieth anniversary no Shona's first no, year was, was, a, was my well it was her second year first year was it well I think no I think it was, it was the year after I think it was the year after I left yeah yeah we were thinking we yeah because we were thinking a lot about it when yeah was, of course. When I was there. So what happened? Why did you? How long were you? The so I was there for seven years. Wow. God, I'm so old. <laughs> no, She's not, not old, no. by the way. Well, I'm not as old as you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I am as old as Christian. Yes. <laughs> My son. They're the same age. <laughs> um, um, lost train. Seven years. Seven years. Um, and I was thinking. I was definitely thinking that it was time to stop. Because it's a really, it's a really big job. Yeah. It's a really big festival, clearly, but it's a really big job. You know, it's it's. There's a lot of public, there's a lot of in public. There's a lot of. You have to be very diplomatic. You know, mm. the and impartial the, and, and impartial and and you have an awful lot of influence, but not a lot of control. And so it only works if you have built relationships and you take people with you and you persuade them that what you, that what you think you're doing is a good thing. Sure. You know? And and there was a lot of travel. I travelled a lot. Yeah, you know? you did. And so um, that takes its toll, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I can't do this. It wasn't great for our relationship, you know. Yeah. He was on tour. He's a, he was an electrician. And yeah. On tour a lot. I was away a lot. It's like this is we can't. It's not sustainable for very long. Yeah. You know. And also the fringe. It's like I think Sorry, in in um, in jobs you need. There's a balance between what you're putting in and what you're getting out, mm-hmm. and for the organisation, there's a, a balance between what they're putting into to you and what they're getting out of you. I started to think actually we're just we're you're just, not. Yeah, it's, it's the balance is slightly wrong, so it's time to think about something else. It needs somebody who is not tired. Of yeah, it. fresh. And, yeah. and I was not tired of it, and I would never be tired of it. But yeah. I was tired. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so I started to think oh, I'll go. Maybe I'll do another one. I thought I would do another one in sixteen. I thought that'll be eight. That is enough. Yeah, that is enough. Um, so I'll go after that and then the job this job in Melbourne came up and a couple of people sent it to me um, and then the recruitment agent phoned me up and we had a chat about it and I said oh well god that would be perfect like Melbourne would be a city that you would live in we've got some really good friends yeah. all of us here yeah. <laughs> have some really good friends in Melbourne we've been, you know, been there it's a great city um, the job sounds great the festival sounds great that would be a lovely opportunity but mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I need. I'm not ready to leave. I'm gonna do another year here. You know. And so Tony, who's the guy, is like, "Oh well, good luck with that. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> and I hung up and thought, "Yeah, but in a year, right? <laughs> Same thing. Like someone else is going to be doing that job, and it's not going to come up." And yeah. So I thought, actually, maybe. And also because it's difficult to know from you know from the fringe, what do you do? Like, what do you go on to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after yeah. that, you know. Well, we were we never knew what you would go, what you would do yeah. after the fringe. Well, yes. no, especially because we thought that you would stay in Edinburgh, obviously. So yeah, where do you go yeah. from the fringe? And, and I had a, had a sort of before the fifteen, which was my last festival. Um, turn as it turned out, I didn't know, but as it turned out, it was my last festival. And be, but I had been thinking about 
what I might do. I had I was thinking maybe I maybe I need to get out of the arts. Maybe what I need to do is something different, you know. And so I think well, I could go and work for the Red Cross or something, you know, because mm. it's you know it's money and logistics and, yeah. and, and yeah, but it's but it's logistics and diplomacy and yeah. you know everything you're good at. Yeah, same kind of stuff, bizarrely. And and then and then we got to the festival and I was wandering around and I was like, well, why would you why would you get out of the arts? You crazy. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After being arts, in it's it brilliant, for, you know. Why would, yeah. you do, why would you do something else? So did you phone up the guy in? Australia, yeah. yeah, and said, yeah, um, change my mind. Yeah, 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 no, do send it to me, you know. Yeah, or I think he had. I, th- I think he sort of said, oh well, you know, good luck with that. I'll send it to you anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, so then I thought, well, maybe the thing to change then is the place, you know. Yeah. Rather than the yes, rather than the job, rather than... which is a big old decision considering your parents are in Orkney. They've always been in. It's a huge Scotland. decision. But as it turns out, uh, your partner Ray absolutely loves he it. He'd never been to Australia. Yeah, he's a cool, he's a cool guy actually. Yeah, yeah, and he, um, but he was sort of oh, I'm not sure, and now he absolutely. Loves but he, it. but he was, he was, yeah, but he was, no, he was never not sure about going. He, God love him. He, he was up for we a had this conversation, well. and I said, "Are we really going to go then? Are we really going to go and live in Melbourne?" And he said, "Yeah, sure." And I said, Look, you know, I said, really? And he said, yeah, why not? And I said, you've never been. Yeah. And he said, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I said, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Said, well, come on then. And I think we got to that point, you know, we were both approaching 50. He probably was 50. I think he was just 50. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, it's like, if we're, we don't we've never now. lived anywhere else. Like, if we're not doing it now, we won't do it. We actually yeah. won't do it. This is, this is the point. Yeah. And that might be, it'll be fine if we don't, but if, we're, if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. Yeah. And my parents are in Orkney, to say, but they're, you know, they're pretty healthy. They're both still alive. And my sister is here. And yeah. We've got a lot of family. Ray had, has no family. His, he's an only child. Yeah. And his, da- his dad died when he was, you know, young. Yeah. And, his, and then his mum was pretty ill. Mm-hmm. And she had died maybe, I think, maybe two years before that, 18 months before that. So we're like, well, because we, we would never have gone yeah. if Annie had stayed she, yeah, yeah. alive. We just, there's just no question. No, no, yeah. Because it, yeah. it was just the three of us, you know. Um, and I think there was a bit of that. And mom, my mum was really cool. She's like, don't, you mustn't think you have to stay because Aww. it's, you know, in that very kind of passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she meant, and she said, no, and also the women in my family live to be, you know, a million. A million. And she, <laughs> said, she said, don't, don't feel like you. And also, but also, she's like, don't wait. You know, if you, you don't wait for us to be gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'll all be a hundred. Yeah. No, um, exactly. So yeah, so so that. So it feels like now, looking back, like it didn't feel like a massive deal at the time. Like, oh, just go. No, just it's a big it, bloody you know? deal for us, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really no, no, and that's that is the only deal, and that is the yeah. only thing that we missed. Like, I'm, it was a really good move for us. I really love it. Yeah, he really loves it. But the, the but people like you lot, yeah. you know, that's what's hard about it. But yeah, the, the job, far, the community that you got up here, yeah. yeah, and it's far away, you know, and it's difficult. You know, we try to, you know, not the best at keeping in touch, and yeah, it's hard, you know, it? and the time difference is really. And know, and the job know, itself uh, had its challenges. Mm-hmm. It's a big old job. It's a big old job, and and it, and it's interesting. There are different challenges there. You know, that it was an organisation that. Um, had lost its way a little bit, but not really obviously. You know, I um, well, don't want to talk out of turn about it. But like with the fringe, it was really clear. It's like, no, no, that was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, this, this happened. happened. There's no money, like you know. Yeah. And, and you had no, no way was it that at all. But there was a yeah. bit like you need to do some reshuffling. To do some reshuffling. The the culture of the you know people weren't very happy there. I don't think mm. you know it didn't feel like a happy place to work. And I like that's not good enough. People need to. It's not enough that people want to work here. They have to 
be happy to work. Yeah, yeah, and they would have to want to work there. They have to want to work, yeah, and not just because they think the festival is good or they think it's good. They actually, it should be a pleasant experience. Yeah. Um, and, I, and we weren't focused enough on the festival. So we did, yeah, so there were some things to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a very different city from here, of course, so there is about how, you know, what, what does a festival do and how does a festival get that profile and, and attention in a city that is really big and has massively it's amazing big, yeah. cultural things going on all the time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so there are some challenges with it but that's okay that's yeah okay. no that's, that's okay. good that's and you've been there two and a half years yeah, yeah. two and a half years yeah <clears throat> and we need to ask you about being a woman I am in, a woman you are a woman in the industry how has it, it changed since you started yeah well you know I was thinking about this do you know why I was thinking about this? Mm. Because I watched on the plane. I've decided I can't. I don't. I can't really bother with movies on planes anymore. <laughs> so I watched Cabaret, like yes. the original. You know, Joel Grey, blah blah blah. Yeah, Liza. Um, and then I watched Nine to Five. Yeah. You know. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there, which was you like great. a musical? I like cat, a musical. Don't you? I like a musical. And it was. And it's such a great film. And it's, I don't know when it was made, but it was, you know, decades ago, right? Yeah. In the, in the 90s. And it's about, you know, a horrible misogynistic boss and a lot of women who work for him. And you think, God, we haven't changed what you would hope. Like, that had been, you know, there's some things that if you think of, you know, like old Eddie Murphy or whatever, and you go, oh, God, we used to laugh about yeah, things that. that we really wouldn't laugh about now. And yeah. You know, and I think, God, but we still laugh about misogyny, don't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not, it's like, it's not changed that much. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit depressing. Yeah. Um, and I think in the arts, you know, women, there are a lot of really amazing women. I've always worked with amazing women yeah. in the yeah, arts. So and, you know, so many. And every, you know, my first, um, all my bosses, you know, my first, Barry was my boss. Barry Mackenzie like, Robinson. You know, yeah. It was amazing. And, you know, and Catherine at the Book Festival, like just amazing women. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I think we can sometimes think it's okay for women in the arts, you know, but actually it's not. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think it is and there's a certain and also when you get to a certain level and you look around and you go oh, no this is all still men yeah artistic directors are still often men yeah, yeah boards exactly. are still often men you know so I was quite surprised by that when I got to the fringe I think because I'd always just never really thought about it yeah Tip badly like... I'd never really <clears> thought about kind of gender and, and business and the arts whatever because I'd never really it hadn't felt like an issue to me yeah and then when you got to that point oh, no, but around, around this table yeah exactly it seems like the operations teams and the the yeah, yeah, yeah. below that level are there's a lot of incredible yeah, women and, down there and often and then, more women yeah and then yeah there's definitely the majority of women at Gilda Bloom and then yeah. you get to director level and mm-hmm. it is you know whether that's, your own, whether that's your own board or whether mm-hmm. it's the boards of you know corporates that you're trying to persuade to sponsor you or whether it's politicians that you're trying you know once you get to that level you go no there's a lot of men in suits around here yeah you know but so has, that's got to change but has and, it changed but it has changed have you noticed a difference since you started obviously until where you are now Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think yeah. there are, you know, there are, there are lots of women who are in charge of things. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, lovely, you know, lovely Vicky who went from the NCS to be the you know, director of the Royal Court, the first female director that's been there. Like that's, look, of course it's changing. Of course it's changing. Yeah. I don't want to see it. It's but not, you have. But I feel to... it's changing. Not, but I feel it's not necessarily changing as quickly as it's... other things. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah, and I don't want that to. And you have to push yourself forward as well, yeah. and be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be harder than. I mean, it, round a boardroom table, I think there's a lot of patronising yeah. language use um, and stuff like that. Stuff. Oh, That's yeah, no, right. you, read, you read these horrendous studies that it will literally say, you know, that, that all the stuff that you know that you know that men listen to other men and they don't listen to women, and you know, it's true. Like, oh, there, I read a book by um, 
her name? Sheryl Sandberg, who's the CEO of... Yeah, Lean In. Yeah, did you read that? I've read half of it yeah. and got annoyed at her and stopped reading it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But there's good bits there in it. There is yeah. good bits in it, but I just felt, oh, yeah, I don't know, it was a bit of a rant, but I, just, I understand... Yeah, it's a good thing to write about, but obviously. She would, and she would say things like, you know, she's doing a talk at, at a conference or a, something, you know, and and the moderator will say, oh, we're just going to take three more questions. And everybody put their hands up and they'll go, yeah, you, you, and you. Mm-hmm. And then the women will stop at that because they were like, oh, yes, we'll have three more questions and those were three more questions. But the men will say, no, I've just got another one. Like, you know, yeah. like they just get voices, their voices heard. Yeah, or, yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, do you have any experience? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just wondering if you have any tips for me in in, well, in that because I haven't experienced that yet, and I no. because I don't think I'm on a certain level yeah. yet. And I think, and hopefully, maybe, maybe you never will. Maybe it is better. I know. And yeah. I think it's. I think it's really, and, and also you will do a lot of things instinctively that we didn't do when yeah. we were your age. Like, like I think it's really important that you just say whenever you're, you know, employing somebody or getting or, or um, casting somebody mm. or you know choosing a speaker or you know you should always say if it's a man you should just always say is there a woman that could do that yeah yeah you know? that's better but I think you do that anyway I think mm. you do that instinctively in a way that yeah. we do now but I, mm-hmm. I don't think when, when we were young I don't think we did that yeah yeah. you know I think that's important for women that you don't just giving opportunities you know, for women you know, is, is and, and not just women you know, diversity in all yeah in diversity all, across in, the board in all, in all ways yeah. but, but you know but women first I think you yeah. know really yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I also think that if we get to a point if we actually got to a point where women and men were equal in the world mm-hmm. then the other inequalities would just go away yeah we would, yes. you know, yeah. do you know what I mean I, agree. I, I just think that would happen yeah and so you know and I, I saw a show in Melbourne at the Malt House, which is a great theatre, mm. it's, it's a British play, and it's called Revolt Again. Revolt, she said, and it's well, crazy, and it's all about gender, and it's slapstick and funny, and yeah. You know, and I, I remember came out and I went, no, 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 this, this is the only thing that matters. Gender, yeah. gender equality is the only thing that matters. Yeah, that's what so many other on. problems. And I was talking, my sister, lovely sister, was here the weekend, just just for a night, and she lives in England. And she came up to see me and you and <laughs> and she was saying that she's like we just need to not you know in all the as we fight for all the other you know against all the other inequalities and fight for you know diversity whatever we need to not we just need to not forget that mm-hmm. actually it's like nine to five like it's not we're not really that much further forward we need to not forget yeah. about that yeah we'll yeah we'll be left behind again you know? I know exactly exactly yeah, sure. exactly. So that comes on to your relationship with your mum. <laughs> Did your mum influence you in your life? Have you? Uh, I think so. I mean, I mean, certainly they took us to things, you know. About for sure, training. yeah. You know that, that that's important, and she's always. I mean, she's like she's funny. My mum, you know, she's lovely, and you know, annoying and like all like all mothers yeah. are, you know. Yes, apart yeah. from yours, obviously. Yes, yeah, my mother <laughs> your mother is completely perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, in every way. In every way. Um, <laughs> yeah, she. Um, she would just say, you know, she'd say things like, well, you're never going to, you know, you, you know, it's a little period pain. She'd say, well, you're never going to compete in a man's world if you don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's just, she's <laughs> right, you know, she's yeah, right. Yeah. Stop on it. You don't show up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah take the dog up and we'll see how you feel. You know? <laughs> but, you know, but, but she, but actually it was interesting that she would, like she did say, in a man, you're never going to compete in a man's world if you don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. So she was aware of it, sure. Yeah, And it was sure, important yeah. to her. So I, so I actually think that's probably, that's a, that's a good influence, right? Yeah. But also she, but she's also one of those women, this is a generation thing, so that she raised us, and I read about this in something, that we are, we are a generation of like hyper women. And that's mm-hmm. not a good thing, because we were we were raised to 
be equal in a man's world, do any job that we wanted to do. Yeah. Like, you know, but we were also raised to Hoover and and cook. So and do everything. You yeah, mean. yeah. Yeah. You know, like my dad, God love him, never cooked. Yeah. Or washed up or like he. I mean, he washed up. Washed up. He was a good man. Yeah, but, yeah. But, the, but that gender division. Yeah, it was still. You, know, you do housework, but you also need to compete on yeah, all yeah, these things yeah, yeah. as well. So, so yeah. I've not heard of that before. Hyper women. Hyper women. Well, because you're the next generation, so yeah. you know. Is that what they're called? Hyper women? Yeah, and, and, and it's like it's like it takes a generation to balance because then the next generation says, well, that's a nun, not who you hoover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or actually, I've got a big job, I'll just be for a cleaner. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So, or the man stays at home and looks after the children. Yeah, 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 like, like amazing. Which New Zealand would, Prime Minister. Yeah, yes. which would never have happened. She's an amazing woman. Hardly ever. Yeah. Sorry? There's an amazing woman. Is she? New Zealand yeah, Prime Minister, yeah. Have you is. met her? No, 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 no. Um, no. But she looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, so I think she, so she did. Although she was did it in a kind of, you know, come on then. Well, you're yeah. now talking about, about your mum again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not just in Alan. Um, she was, she was Which quite like, hard then. She was pretty hard, you know. But she'd, she'd make you, she'd, she'd make us stick at things, you know. Like if you say you want to go to brownies, then you've got to go to brownies. <laughs> and if you say you want to do pottery, you can do that, but you have to like, but you can't do that and that, and you have to stick at that. If you yeah. want to do it, you're doing it for the whole year. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which, is, which that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, she did. She did think that we could. She did. I think so she made you determined then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- but she also, you know, it's a love. Like Orton is a really lovely place, and my granny, my dad's mum, mm. um, her husband died. He was granddad. We never saw. He died before I was born. Mm-hmm. So we lived with her. So she was around all the time. And actually, for my mum, because my mum was a full time, you know, she was a teacher full time. Yeah. And so. Because so Granny lived with us. Otherwise, you know, that's how she went to work. Yeah, know? because she looked Granny, granny was at home to look after us. Um, yeah, and she used to pull the ties. And, you know, and, <laughs> um, and then we lived, and then we moved. We we first of all we lived in Kirkwall, which is the main town in Orkney, and it's all tiny. But and we lived in my Granny's house, and then we all moved into a house that we the mum and dad built on a bit of land that belonged to my great uncle Karen, who's a farmer. Very nice. Um, which was just half a half a half a mile along the road from my other Granny and my great auntie Chrissy, who was never married. And my other granddad died when I was little. So there were a so lot, all of, women. A lot of women. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, and we spent a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw, well, we lived with Granny, we saw a lot of other Granny and Chrissy. Doombie Granny, upstairs Granny. Because <laughs> when we lived in her house, she lived upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> upstairs Granny. Doombie Granny, Granddad we never saw. Mm. And Granddad, presumably. Um, so I think there was something that was amazing, great, and I also think there's something really good about spending time with people of different generations. Yeah, you know, I definitely think I learned a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Being around people who are, you know, I mean, already it's God. There's not, it's not a diverse place at yeah, all. Of course, of course, of course, it isn't. And so yeah. that's interesting because you know you think you're really tolerant, but then you go, well, what are you tolerant of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I do think that yeah, spending time with people of different generations, people that aren't quite the same as you, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, lovely that we got to spend so much time with. Kind of yeah, thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you miss Orkney? I do miss Orkney. Yeah, I miss Orkney. I mean, I haven't. Would you there. ever move there? Well, you move back yeah, there one yeah, day? maybe. Yeah, I mean, I haven't lived there since I was seventeen. Yeah, know? of course. Um, so it's funny, but and it's funny when we're in now that we're in Australia. Orkney is still what I miss, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't really miss Edinburgh. Yeah. Well, apart from Norway, of course. And Norway, yeah. No, and Norway. Yeah, because I've spent a lot of been very lucky to spend a lot of time. In your little house in Norway, yeah, mm-hmm. over the which years, is, which and is wonderful, which is beautiful, and so yeah, I miss Norway and I miss Orkney, yeah, yeah. But so, I, and I would, of course, when I was, you know, when I was 
20, like, what, what would I, why, what would I why do? Would you, yeah. What would I do, you know? Um, and now, the older I get, I think, well, yeah, we could, of course we could. It's yeah. a beautiful place, and, you know. You might end up getting a big job in London and moving to London. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, totally. Totally. And, but but and you've, you've, you now enjoy the lifestyle of Australia, which is warm and most, mm, mostly yeah, warm. Yeah, it's freezing in Melbourne in the winter, my God. Is it? Yeah, it's freezing. Mm. Not freezing like Scotland. No, it's not freezing like Scotland, but not far off. And also, there's no heating. Nobody has any heating in their house. Yeah, it's really funny. So, race fans all the time in the winter going come to Melbourne. They said it'll be sunny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is sunny, but it's not warm. And then, yeah. and then I go, oh my God, it's so cold. People go, oh, you're from Scotland. You should be used. To it. I know. Like, we've got central heating. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Insulation <laughs> and double glazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Like we live in this lovely, lovely house that we rent in South Melbourne, and it's and it's really and because it, it is super hot in the summer, and the house is great because it's really it's built to be cool in the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have that issue. <laughs> so, do you have any tips for me to get through the last weekend of the fringe? Oh, yes. Only, only for the last weekend. Well, Surely this to is get where we life. <laughs> I think you know how to get. I think you know time. how to get through. I mean, there is no way to. When I mean, you're not, you've got a week. You just got to go for it. My just, our body is. In, it's just the whole thing is tender. I'm just like, <laughs> you'll be fine because in another couple of days there will, will only be a couple of days. Yeah, and then you'll start going. Oh my god, it's going to be over. Oh no, yeah, I'm starting to. And, and then you feel you. ill, and then you. Yeah, that's what's hard. The middle of the festival is what's hard. By the end, it's you just think, oh, there's you know, it becomes so frantic. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I haven't seen them or I know, yeah, exactly. or you know, done all those things. I was going to do. So yeah. just, 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 just keep going. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. <laughs> Thank you. You'll be fine. <laughs> but I, I do think I don't know how you stop getting a cold afterwards. I don't mm, know how you do that. Yeah, it. no, exactly. I've well, you, you have managed to. to stop. Lots of the staff have got a cold halfway through, but I haven't. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. So I'm but you that. have to rise above the whole ending thing, you know, because yeah, yeah, because so many people come here and have such a great time. They they work hard. They play hard. And then all of a sudden that's over mm. and they get depressed yeah. and they get ill. Well, the and first year I worked at the Fringe, right, so I was young, you know, and we were in the high street, we used to have the staff party in the office mm-hmm. on the last day of the festival. And, and it was great, we used to do, we would do like a little show and that would, you know, we'd have to do a turn, you know. <laughs> it was very silly. Uh, silly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, libelous probably. If anyone ever heard of people, but nobody had a phone to video it, so that was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And, and we were up literally up all night, and, you know, because we didn't start till, you know, midnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember walking down the high street, I lived in Easter Road, and I was walking down the high street at like six o'clock in the morning, and it was, you know, it was daylight, and mm-hmm. I, was just, I just was just crying, I just cried, I was just oh. crying, because <laughs> yeah. it was over. Like, yeah. I'd loved it so much, and I couldn't believe the fact that it was going to be over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's mad, isn't it's it? It's crazy, but you're so right, you can't, you can't dwell on that, right? No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I used to have a thing when I was at the Fringe Centre, and I'd go, you know, here every year, you know? Yeah. Always next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes, when, sometimes, you're right, Karen, sometimes when you just get, get all a little bit much, you just have to remember that it's, you know... Tickets, not kidneys. That's what we used to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tickets, not kidneys. Exactly. That's your life place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yes, yeah, it's been a long festival, and there is only a few days left. And it's wonderful that you come over. You come over to see things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're here. Jonathan, our artistic director, is here. Mark, my head of programming, is here. They're seeing shows and seeing shows and seeing shows. And we and we will we will book things. I don't know. I don't know from this year, but we've. There's always there, the first year I was at the at the festival in Melbourne. We had I think four things that came 
had come from the fringe over the time. Yes. And not all from, from England or uh, Scotland, not all from, from Britain. But that's, that's, so that's the beauty good, of it. So that's the beauty of it. That's the part of it. As we know, that's a big part of why lots of people do it. Kath, keep on coming back. Yes, Don't never stay leave in okay. Australia for the rest of <laughs> your okay. life okay. or else okay. I'll have to come over and move in with you. <laughs> she can make her own upstairs. Yeah, yeah. upstairs <laughs> Thank you, we love oh, you. thank you, we Lots love you. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said.